You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. In this podcast, we will be diving into the series, The Bait of Satan with Pastor Robert. There was a mailman, and he was delivering the mail to each house, walking up the sidewalks. And he got to the one house, and he's a little boy on the porch petting his dog. Petting, uh, and, and the mailman said, excuse me, son, does your dog bite? And the little boy said, no, no, sir, my dog doesn't bite. And the mailman said, are you sure that dog doesn't bite? And the little boy said, no, sir, my dog does not bite. So the mailman walked up on the porch to deliver the mail, and the dog tore him up. And the man was running down the sidewalk, and he he hollered, he said, I thought you said your dog doesn't bite. And the little boy hollered, that's not my dog. Rusty, I, I tried. I don't know, man. Rusty told me that. I, I don't know if I got it right or not, but did I mess it up? Well, they laughed all right anyhow, all right? It don't matter whose dog it is. It got tore up, all right? Well, here we are. Now, don't forget that next Sunday night we'll not have Sunday evening services uh, because of the fall festival. And it starts at 3 o'clock next Sunday afternoon and goes through 6 o'clock. And uh, this group, if you've not signed up, we definitely could use some help. We've pretty much been begging people for the last three weeks, but there's a sign-up out there at the information desk if you can help, and somebody will get a hold of you this week. So let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 50 and verses 19 and 20. And the title is, How Could This Happen to Me? So we're talking about the bait of Satan, the spirit of offense. Uh, how many's ever been offended in the room? Now let's be honest, how many's ever offended somebody else? Uh, we all have, right? So let's look at Genesis chapter 50, verse 19. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for I am, the, I am in the place of God. But as for you... You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Pastor Aaron, why don't you bless the reading of the word, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful that you tell us to fear not, Lord God. Lord, you are alive in us. You gave your spirit, Lord God, so that we can have life. And Lord, I pray for this word today, Lord God, that it would grow as an impact us, Lord God. Father, we want to live a life that's full of joy and peace. We want to live a life, Lord God, that impacts other people's lives. So may this word touch us, change us, grow us, mature us. Lord, I pray for pastor, what he studied, Lord God, it will come out the way that you want it to come out, Lord God, and it will touch our ears and our hearts for growth in the name of Jesus and amen. Anyone uh, offended this week? Anybody at all? Well, raise your hand, Abby. Don't just shake your head, David. Come on. So you've been offended this week. Well, it's pretty good. Pretty good week. Last week I asked that question and I was offended twice last week. So in our first lesson, and I want to pick your brain here a little bit and see if you remember. In our first lesson, we grouped all offended people into two different groups. Can somebody, anybody, remember what two groups they were? Anybody? Oh, come on. There was two groups of people. 
Those who have been genuinely mistreated, number one, and those who thought they had been mistreated, okay? Two different kinds of groups. So tonight I want to address the first category, those that have genuinely, truly been offended. So I'm going to begin by asking you a question, and listen, we've had good participation Let's keep it rolling. That's what makes the class good. If you have been genuinely mistreated, do you have the right to be offended? Somebody want to answer that? Crystal said yes. This is a tough group here tonight. Crystal, go ahead. Yeah, I want to know why. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if you're gen, generally, I mean, actually, someone is meant to, means to offend you and everything, you have the right because they meant it. You know for sure that it, they meant to do it. You know if, for sure? If you do, if you're really genuinely, yeah. I'm Listen to me. The microphone ain't helping you when you're doing this, okay? That's your Pentecostal shuffle. Hold it right there. There you go. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. So you're telling me that you honestly know somebody has offended you. They did it on purpose, and you have the right. To be offended? To be offended. I do. Yeah. You do. I okay. Do that. All right. We'll get back to that. All right. Somebody else. Somebody else. You got the right to be offended? Yes, Karen. Go ahead. Say that most of us, if we're honest, feel we have a right to do that. We what? We feel we have a right. If you're committed something that reads against me, of course I'm going to be. Right. 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 But did you notice one of the words that you said right there? We feel. That's I about lost it there for a second. The word. We feel like we have the right to be offended. I'm just throwing this out there, right? We feel like we have the right to be offended. How many knows sometimes your feelings will get you in trouble? Huh? So I'm painting a bigger picture here. We're going somewhere. Somebody else. Mona? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Too many people, air conditioning blowing. We want to hear you. There's a difference between getting your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm but not letting it turn to a bitter root. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we get hurt all the time, whether it was meant, intentional, mm -hmm. or an accident. It's what you do with that that gets you in trouble. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Courtney, go ahead, take her microphone right there, my niece, Courtney. It's hard to tell what she'll say. <laughs> the correct answer is... <laughs> now, people are going to hurt our feelings. They're going to offend us, you know. But we have a choice in that, and the right choice, the godly choice, is to choose to not be offended, to not take that spirit on. Now, I'm not saying I always do that, but I'm saying that is the, the right thing. It is a choice when our feelings get hurt to decide to rise above that. Okay, very good. And I'm not saying there was any one answer that is wrong. So to answer this, yes, hold on. 
If your brother offends you X yeah. amount of times, yeah. you should forgive him every time. You yeah. should not be offended. Yeah. 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 I don't think any of us are there yet. I mean, if you are, I'd like for you to tutor me a little bit. But again, I, I believe all these answers are right. I'm going to get ahead of myself. But when the offense comes, all we see is the offense. We don't see the future. We don't see long range. And I better shut up because I'm going to let something out of the bag that I don't want to do yet. So... To answer this question, do we have the right, let's look at the life of Jacob's favorite son, Joseph, okay? But first, before we go there, can you remember a time in your life when you said, how could this happen to me? And that's the title of the message, how. Again, we're going to open it up, leave names out. And don't be long, okay? Somebody, can you remember a time when you said, how could this happen to me? Anybody want to share? I didn't think you would. So I was prepared. And I don't talk about it a whole lot. But I was married at 18. 17 years married. Started Jewel City Church in a garage. My first wife was a piano player at the church. One day she said, I don't want to be married. It was a long battle. Pastoring a growing church in a small community. This was 25 years ago. How could this happen to me? Is I said it. I said it. And I'm the only one in this room that's willing to get up and talk about it because I ain't the only person in this room because there's a lot of testimonies in this room of different things. How could this happen to me? I was looking at the present. I was looking at the pain. I was looking at the shame of living in a, and pastoring because when you pastor, especially in a small town, you live in a fishbowl. Everybody's eyes are on you. How could this, God, I've worked hard. God, I've, I've not cheated. I've not been in a bar room. I've not, God, why? How is this happening to me? And I was a choice. Be bitter. Let that root take a hold. If I'd allowed that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today in my life, in my walk with God, let alone pastoring a great church. So how could this happen to me? So if so, uh, I was going to try to get some others to open up, but I, I think we'll move on. You will? Someone take her a microphone, all right? Because listen, Wilma, your testimony mm -hmm. helps somebody else. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, raising your children, yeah. when you raise them in the house of God all their life, well, all of, until they decide what they want to do, and one of your children decide that dating the same sex yeah. is the right thing to do, yeah. I ask myself, yeah. why me, God? What did I do mm -hmm. 
took him to church, yeah. dedicated him to you. Yeah. He's got an anointing. He's got a talent. What did I do to mm-hmm. deserve this? Yeah. 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 Why? Did this, how did this happen to me? So you can, you can make a choice there because of your son's choices to become bitter with God. God had nothing in it. You stayed on his word. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She said she's standing on the word of God that... You train up a child in the way that it should go and may depart for a season, but it will come home. Her prodigal is coming home. And she's not the only one in the room that's got a prodigal. She may be the only one in the room that's got enough umption to talk about it. But, yeah, Nancy's waving at me. There's a lot of prodigals. You had one I got to baptize just a few weeks ago. And I've been hearing you lift him up in prayer for 28 years. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's give God a great hand clap of praise. So let's look at a man's life who lived this question. It was Joseph. Did he have the right to be offended? So now as we go through this story, I want you to listen to the similarities of Joseph and your life and see what you can gain from that. And also, may the Holy Spirit help us not to give up And may the Holy Spirit help us not to become bitter, but to make a choice, not only bitter at the situation, but you can become bitter with God. And Holy Spirit, don't allow that to happen so that we can see the big picture of our lives. Again, the big picture. Joseph was Jacob's 11th son. When I I was reading that, and I knew that before, I thought to myself, He might have been Amish to have that many boys. That's just a little joke, all right? So Joseph was Jacob's 11th son, and he was despised by all of his older brothers because he was his father's favorite. His brothers hated him. Anybody in the room have a sibling that has despised you? I mean, a sibling that has really despised you. I mean, it feels like everything's on my porch tonight. My older brother hated me, despised me, hated me with a passion. Came when Scotty worked at the old church, he came to the old church with a gun, going to kill me. Thank God Scotty was there and I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell the truth, Scotty. And, And, you know, God saved him radically. And uh, he, he'd had a, a life that was unbelievable. And I don't believe he ever had true peace till the moment that he died. But God saved him and, and we became close. And, and, and he told me with his own words, I hated you. I despised you because you always made mom and dad proud. I always made, brought mom and dad pain and misery. But, you know, he was a victim also, you know, of a lot of things in life. We don't see the long range Anybody else have a sibling uh, that you just, you know, it's, they, they despise you. And that's your blood. It's painful. That hurts. But we need to focus on the long picture. Not only the prodigal son, but how, uh, kind of like a prodigal sibling. 
to come back to God and never to give up on them. It's easier to give up on a prodigal sibling than it is a prodigal son or daughter. Do you hear my heart tonight? Do you hear what I'm saying? So Joseph was Jacob's 11th son and God gave Joseph two dreams. So in the first dream, and I believe there's a lot for us to, to learn from this whole story, go with me to Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 8. Genesis chapter 37, 5 through 8, the first dream. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obedience. I practice that. Obeisance. That word means bow. He's saying, you're going to bow to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, shalt thou indeed reign over us or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for all of his words. What can you learn from what Joseph did here and what Joseph said? Anybody? What can you learn? Don't become bitter. I think that's a little later on down. What do we learn from this right here? Don't tell all your dreams. And there's a good point. That's, that's where I'm headed with this. You can't tell everybody everything, every blessing in your life. And you better hear, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. Everybody can't celebrate your victories. Can't do it. Jealousy creeps in even in the church house. Do you hear me? You better believe what I'm telling you. Everybody, and that doesn't make, oh man, that don't make that individual a bad person. That individual has not been raised up to the level where they can celebrate somebody. There's different levels. It's a, it's a process. So where maybe you weren't jealous of somebody, and they are, but you would have been five years back. Do you understand? And another thing, when God gives you something, there is a season and there is a time to let it out. And I'm not going to go into any detail, but I knew one time, years ago, there was a problem in our ministry. I knew it. And I prayed for months, and God revealed it to me in the middle of a night. And I got the, what I needed. And I didn't tell a soul until the right time came up. And when the right, you, you heard me say a couple weeks ago, you got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to fold them. 
So you can't open up your mouth and let everything out all the time. You gotta wait for the timing and the season. And the other thing we learned from Joseph here, he was immature and what he was doing was bragging about what God was going to do in his life. Instead of bragging about what God was going to do in his life, he should have been bragging on God and, and, and giving God the glory and, and because every talent that you have and every gift that you have and every bit of wisdom and every bit of knowledge, you didn't get it, God gave it to you. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise, amen. So in the first dream, he saw bound sheaves in a field and his sheaf arose and stood upright while his brother's sheaves bowed down to it. You gotta realize they already hated him. Now he says, you're going to bow to me. So let's look at the second dream. Genesis 37 and 9, and he dreamed yet another dream. And he told it his brethren. There he goes again. Big mouth. Somebody say big mouth. Anybody know someone with a big mouth? Look, oh, man. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Just look straight ahead. Don't look at your spouse, all right? And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars. Sun and the moon and the 11 stars. Does anybody know what he's talking about? Mother, father, and all of his brothers. Now he done drug mom and dad into it. And he told it to this father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream? Shall I and your mother and thy brethren indeed come and bow down ourselves to thee on the earth? Now needless to say, all of his family did not share his enthusiasm. Anybody in the room ever have anyone in your family? You're all excited. You can't wait to tell them the goodness of the Lord and what's happened, and when you let it out, they ain't too happy. Anybody ever feel that way? Huh? Has anything ever changed? Seriously, anything ever changed? I mean, it, it just seems like it just keeps rolling over. Needless to say that all of his family wasn't too excited. They hated him more. Why? One word. Anybody got that word? Jealous. Now, let's be honest tonight, all right? How many's ever struggled having a spirit of jealousy? Huh? I think we all have. Let's take it a little further because you're feeling, I, I feel like you guys are going to be honest with me tonight. How many has not only experienced jealousy, but you've overachieved in jealousy? Is that right, Bruce? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm, I was looking at Bruce because I was shocked right there. How many? Go ahead. Give, give it to me again. Give it to me again. I got to write this down. <laughs> okay, I got you all down now. I'm going to preach on jealousy next Sunday morning. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Joseph goes looking for his brothers. They're, they're out there taking care of the, the, the flock. So let's look at verse 16. And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me. I pray thee where they feed their flocks. And the man said, they are departed hence. 
For I heard them say, let us go down to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brother and he found him in Dothan. His brothers conspired to kill him. To kill him. They cast him, you, you know the story, most of you, into a pit. And the brothers was worried about the guilt of the murder being on their hands. So they chose another option. Somebody say, another option. They chose another option, and that was not right, but it would leave the guiltless murder off of their hands. So what they do? They chose the lesser of two evils. How many's ever chose the lesser of two evils? Again, I think a lot of us have. I could hear my dad's voice in preparing for this message. And this is what my dad said, and he probably graduated from the same school most of your dads did. It's called wisdom. My dad said two wrongs. Don't make a don't make a right. Be careful when you choose the lesser of two evils. And I have found that as difficult as a choice may be, and I'm still battle with this, when I know I need to make a choice and it's gonna be painful, it's gonna affect somebody, a lot of times I'll run from it. And then when I got to address it, when I'm backed into a corner, and I got to come out. It's a lot harder then. Anyone know what I'm talking about? It is easier to address it when it happens. Because when you wait, it gets worse. Does it not? And that's what happens in this story. Okay? But again, do we have the right to be offended? Crystal said absolutely yes. So we're going to find out. Okay? We're headed somewhere. So they cast him into the pit. And afterwards, they seen a caravan of Ishmaelites. Verse 27, go there. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him. Then in verse 28, they sold Joseph for 20 pieces of silver and the Ishmaelites brought Joseph to Egypt into slavery. It is a very inspiring story when you know the ending. And that's what I didn't want to let out first. Very inspiring story when you know the ending. But you need to understand, at this point, Joseph did not know the ending. Do you hear me? It would be easy, whatever I'm going through in life, to see God's long range like what happened to me 25 years ago when I said, how could this happen to me? And it was painful. And I'd get up at two in the morning and I don't like nothing about exercising. And I'd run five miles. And I'd go home and couldn't sleep and shower and get up again and run again just to try to give my mind some peace and lay there and cry and worry and be upset. It'd been a lot easier if I could have looked ahead to the night and seen the end of the story. But I can't see the end of the story. If I could, I wouldn't gain what God has planned in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm off my notes. I'm off my page. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Don't focus on the existing pain. Look to God because in the future, you don't know the end of the story. 
Man, oh man, oh man. You don't know the end of the story. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know the end of the story. So that's not how Joseph experienced it. He didn't know what God had planned. And his pain was just getting started. But never did he lose his composure. Never did he take the bait. Think about that. So it looked as if he would never see his father or his God-given dream fulfilled. <laughs> 25 years ago, it didn't seem like at that point in time in my life that I would see my God-given dream. God gave me this dream in the fall of 93, and we opened January 8th of 94. Somewhere around this weekend, 28 years ago, God gave me a dream, and then what happens? How could this happen to me? God, you give me a dream. Do you hear me? I had one job to do. Stay focused, stay faithful to God, and keep walking, and let God worry about bringing the dream to fulfillment. You got one job to do tonight, and that is to keep your hand to the plow, be faithful to God, be a faithful servant no matter what comes your way, no matter what your children or mine, to keep walking with God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Nation. And I was reading a little bit about that. Once you were a slave of freedom, but once you were a slave, but he still set free. Joseph knew that, but he still was faithful to God. So out of the extreme jealousy, Joseph's older brothers sold him into slavery, which began a 14 year of intense difficulties. Jealousy. If you got a problem with it, you need to get rid of it. Not just being jealous of your spouse, jealous of somebody else getting a job, somebody else getting a car, somebody else getting a position at the church, whatever it may be. There's no, there's no good to it. None. That's the bait. That's the bait. When somebody gets jealous, that's the bait. Do you hear me? Somebody say, don't take the bait. Do you think that Joseph had to work through any feelings? Think about it. He's been, his brothers tried to kill him. Then they felt guilty. They didn't want the blood on, on their hands. They sold him to the Ishmaelites. And now he's in slavery, his own brothers. And there he is in a foreign nation what kind of feelings did he have to overcome? Somebody help me. Anger? Bitterness? Fear? Yeah, absolutely. How many's ever had those that you had to deal with? Anger, bitterness, fear, all of us. So can you trust God in the middle of your mistreatment? Can you trust God? All the spiritual answer is, well, well, yes, praise God, well, I trust him. Do we really, in the midst, I'd say I've been both ways, okay? Can you believe he's present in the times of your difficulties?
Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. The Bait of Satan podcast series can be found on Facebook and YouTube, or you can download it on the go from any major podcast platform. Make sure to like, to share, to subscribe, and tell your friends and family about the Jewel City Podcast.